0: Australia Overnight, let's uh, talk sport now with our sport reporter, it's Andrew Lucas. He's the uh, the producer of the Continuous talk Call team on 2GB and 4BC, as heard on the two Murrays every Saturday and Sunday on 2GB, and he features on this program too, of course, Andrew Lucas. Hi there, mate. Good morning, Pat, and to your listeners. Now, are you first ours or the two Murrays? Did you start doing this update with Clinton <laughs> first? Who Who stole you from who? You guys have me first. That's
1: right. And the two Murray stole me after that as well. So my loyalty is still to you, boys.
0: No worries. Your stars <laughs> are rising. It's all good. Uh, now, let's talk cricket, of course. Uh, the summer of cricket is officially underway. Day three of the first test, the Aussies in Pakistan at, at Perth. Uh, give us the latest.
1: Yeah, it Stumps on day three, Australia's two for 84 in their second innings in that first test against Pakistan, as you mentioned, at Perth Stadium, and the Aussies, they have a lead of 300 runs, which is really important, and they'll look to set a big total on day four, and then send Pakistan back in and take that 10 wickets to, to claim that first test, and the Aussies, they were two for five at one stage in their second innings, they lost David Warner and Manus Labuschagne cheaply, but then... Usman Khawaja, who's unbeaten, on 34. And Steve Smith, who's 43, not out, i will resume tomorrow and really try to extend that lead, as I mentioned. So they steadied the ship then. But earlier, it was, it was All-Australia. It was their day. They bowled out Pakistan for 271, which gave them a lead of... 216 after the first innings after Australia made 487 and well it was right from the start Pat Cummins he struck on the third ball of the the day the Aussies then took three for 14 just before lunch they picked up the key wicket of Bavaro's arm and that really broke the game open Nathan Lyon he finished with three wickets and he now sits on 499 test wickets Pat so he's just one away from that special milestone of 500 so no doubt um, you, you'd think he'd pick that up at some stage during the second innings when they're bowling to Pakistan. So play will resume on day four at 1.20 Australian Eastern Daylight Time this afternoon where Australia will look to eventually de- declare and, and set a big total for Pakistan. Uh,
0: the, the, the Pakistan sort of hung in there and looked okay, uh, well, uh, within reach uh, earlier in the, in the test, but it sounds like it's almost a done deal for this first test.
1: Yeah, they started the day at two for 132, so they really hung in there. They lost the night watchman on the third ball of the day, as, as I mentioned, but then Babur Azam and Imam Al Haq, they put up some resistance to the Aussies. They, they batted well and, and kept Australia at bay, and then, like I said, it was that sort of half hour hour before lunch where Australia ripped the game open by taking that three wickets. So they put up a good five, and then even early on, like I said, in Australia's second innings, they picked up two wickets early, but unfortunately that 200 run deficit after the first innings is really going to hurt pakistan when when they bat again and to chase a total 200 runs is is a lot to make up
0: now last time we saw test cricket it was at uh, in the uk of course lords and, and uh, that sort of series which was very exciting and and had all the elements of a great uh, cricket sort of uh, series but it's wonderful to see test cricket uh, back at home
1: Yeah, it really is. It's something that most cricket fans and sports fans, they really look forward to the summer of cricket where the test matches start, they get underway, whether that be in Perth or Brisbane. And then you've got the the Boxing Day test on on December 26 and then the New Year's test in the first week of January. And it's always great to see Australia playing out there and playing test cricket and doing well. And this summer, they've got three tests against Pakistan. So this one, Boxing Day, and then the New Year's test early in January. And then after that, a couple of tests, against the West Indies as well. So, it's, yeah, test it's cricket, it's always good, and it's what a lot of the, the true cricket purists re- really love.
0: Did the crowds come out uh, for day three? Because the crowds were a bit quiet at uh, Perth, but being the weekend, they, did they get out of the, uh, the house and go and sit there and watch the cricket?
1: Yeah, it wasn't too bad a crowd today on day three. I know that the first two days were, I think, they only managed around approximately 15,000 on each of those days, so it was a bit disappointing, but given, I think... To Thursday and a Friday where people are still at work as well. Um, but then definitely over the weekend, there were a lot more people there today and then you ah, uh, sorry, yesterday, and you did spend that as well on, on, on Sunday as well with, you know, Australia's chance to pull off a victory then if they bat well and then bowl well as well.
0: In rugby league, Andrew, as we talk sport in Australia overnight, it appears uh, that the Penrith Panthers superstar, Jerome Luai, he's close to signing a big monster deal with the West Tigers –
1: Yeah, this is a really huge story, this one in the world of rugby league. And Michael Chambers from the Sydney Morning Herald, who also appears on the continuous call team, he broke this one. Jerome Luai is on the verge of signing a five-year deal worth more than $6 million with the West Tigers. So, Jerome, he's contracted to the Panthers until the end of next season. And then after that, it looks like he's off to the Tigers from 2025. And the Panthers, they've got such a star-studded team. It's why they've won three premierships in a row and unfortunately they can't keep anyone so they made an offer to keep Luai but it looks like the West Tigers offer which was significantly more is going to be enough to to get Luai over there and it's it's worth noting as well yeah the Tigers have made this offer but under the NRL's new rules Penrith have 10 days to lodge a counter offer in a bid to try and keep him and Luai he also retains the right to pull out of that deal so it's not over yet Jerome also posted on his Instagram this afternoon, um, no pen to paper. I'll let you know when a deal is done. Big love, as he says. So, yes. um, yeah, it looks like we'll, we'll see that sort of eventually come to eventuate. But, you know, it still could be an inter- interesting 10 days or two weeks ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah. see where it goes. Not uh, pen to paper as yet. So we've got, it was a $6 million deal for how long? The contract's for how long for him to go to, to uh, West Tigers? 5 years
1: so Five years. 1.2 million That's a lot of money isn't it pat 1.2 million dollars yeah,
0: yeah it's it it is big money he's he's worth it uh, you know he's 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 an absolute star do you agree is is the money worth it to get somebody of his sort of uh, talent
1: there's no doubt he's an absolute superstar, and it's why he's been such a key cog in Penrith winning three premierships in a row. A lot of people have spoken about the amount, and there's been a lot of speculation in, in the weeks and months leading up to it. 1.2, I'm not sure if he's quite worth that. He's definitely in the class around that million dollar mark, and it, there's not that many elite playmakers on the market like a Jerome Loy and yeah. For any club who picks up that, it's really going to help. and For the Tigers, they need that elite playmaker. they finished with the Spoon a couple of times. They haven't played finals since 2011 from memory. So they need someone like that that can really, really change things and steer them around the park.
0: Australia overnight, we're talking sport with Andrew Lucas. Uh, Now, am I being unfair here? Because I've got my little note about Bonehead of the Week that I bring up every week. (laughs) Uh, But should I, would Eddie Jones be a nominee for Bonehead of the Week? Only because, I guess, the disappointment of uh, you know him saying that he wasn't being interviewed uh, for the job with the uh, Japan Rugby Union side. It turns out that he he's now got the job. He's um, not he's not he's not a, he's not a bonehead, but uh, it's disappointing. Oh, it's
1: certainly disappointing the way it played out. It, it really is. It was the. It was the secret that everyone knew that was eventually going to come out. The worst kept secret in rugby union, Eddie Jones, he was officially unveiled as the new coach of Japan on a four-year deal earlier this week over in Tokyo. And look, the reports were there at the start of the World Cup. Tom Decent in the Sydney Morning Herald, he broke that story and he was relentless with it. And in the end, he was proven correct. Eddie, at that press conference, he denied doing an interview on August twenty five. He said it was just a chat with the recruitment company about his thoughts on the Japan job via Zoom and that his first interview was only a week ago in, in, in December applying for the job. But, you know, in the end, it, he's, he's be- become the new coach of Japan and it's really disappointing. He, he apologised to Wallabies fans for look, how, how everything turned turned out in that yeah. short period of yeah. time where he was where as a bad. coach. but. Yeah, he said he didn't feel any guilt about the process when it comes to recruitment, but no doubt the officials at Rugby Australia and the fans have definitely got a right to feel disappointed given how we performed at that World Cup as well.
0: And for our listeners, if you need to, if you would like to uh, nominate the Bonehead of the Week, it's 131873 <laughs> here in Australia overnight. I almost forgot the number for a tick. 131873 for Bonehead of the Week. Uh, now, also, a couple of matches in round eight of the A-League men's competition last night. So tell us who the winners were there, please, Andrew.
1: Yeah, last night we had Melbourne Victory, who was too good in the big blue, running out three nil winners over Sydney FC at home at Amy Park. And the big blue, it always lives up. To a type, it's two traditional rivals, Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory, going head-to-head, but Melbourne were too good in the end. Daniel Arzani and Zinedine Nash-Hash scored two goals in the space of five minutes early in the first half before Bruno Fornaroli continued his remarkable goal-scoring record. He's now got 12 goals in eight games this year, so he's, he's been awesome this season for Melbourne Victory, and it's no wonder they're undefeated in, in eight games. They're now up to the, the top of the ladder, while for Sydney FC it's back-to-back losses, unfortunately. And in the earlier game, the Newcastle Jets and Perth Glory, they played out a two-all thriller in Newcastle. The Jets opened the scoring through Apostolos Donatolos in the 26th minute before Perth scored two goals in eight minutes to take the lead midway through the second half. And then in the dying minutes when the game was on the line, in the 97th minute, in stoppage time, Trent Buharjan netted home the equaliser to ensure both teams share the points.
0: Wonderful. Nice sport wrap there. What time do you start with the two Murrays uh, later on this afternoon? What time do they start on the air? 2GB. Start
1: about midday, Midday, so plenty of time to get a few hours sleep after this and yeah. and take it easy and then he- heading to work. So yeah, they're good nice. fun to That's work with
0: thinking. the boys. Yeah, yeah, good fun. So have some sleep, get up a bit early, look at the papers, take Mariah for a coffee. I think she'd go to Piedmont there. Uh, where should you go? There, a little cafe near the fish markets. Is that your sort of haunt? Anyway, take her somewhere okay. special for for breakfast. Or is she busy? Will Mariah be around uh, on Sunday morning? Your girl.
1: That's a good plan. I'm sure she'd always be up for yeah up for a coffee and a little bit of brekkie. Who doesn't like a some brekkie and some brunch on a Sunday morning?
0: Exactly right. Does she let you look at the papers while having breakfast? Because you're a producer, you need to scan the news. Yeah. Or does she yeah. say? Give me your full undivided attention, Andrew.
1: (laughs) Nah, nah, she's She's really good. She doesn't mind if I'm reading the papers or looking up things on my phone. And you know what it's like, you know, industry. There's always plenty happening, and it's it's always good to be across everything that's happening so you're aware.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I like uh, that sent- sentiment. I've been told off before. That's, that's all for looking at papers <laughs> while on a, 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 uh, you know, a breakfast date. Uh, okay, mate. Will you enjoy the uh, the day. We'll listen to you with the two Murrays from midday. And thanks for your time on Australia overnight. Andrew Lucas.
1: Cheers, Pat. Appreciate it.